Welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so happy you are joining us today. On this episode, we welcome our special guest, Tammy Limmer, Community Relations Director at Tri-County Office on Aging, located here in Lansing, Michigan. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? Good morning. So glad to be here today. Yes. Did I say your last name right? You did. Thank you. Good. I always ask because one time I massacred someone's name and I felt horrible. So good morning again and thank you and welcome to the podcast. I am so happy you're on Teddy Talks today. So I like to ask this and our listeners like to know who is Tammy and what should we need to know about you? (laughs) That's a great question. I am a very active community member. I'm a mom, a wife. Uh, My professional trajectory has always been in the nonprofit sector. I actually started out um, interning in college and, and that really changed my path. And I've worked with two separate Metropolitan Girl Scout councils, one in Washington, DC and one in Boston, Massachusetts area. Um, And then when I relocated to Michigan, I actually started working with the Michigan Coalition to End Domestic and Sexual Violence. I was very involved in prevention education efforts and advocacy. And now I'm here at the Office on Aging, serving Clinton, Eaton, and Ingham County. So I kind of joke that I've, I've worked the full lifespan in terms of nonprofit and social services. But I'm a, I'm a doer, I'm a helper, um, I'm involved in a couple different boards locally, so I like to keep myself busy. Yeah, and thank you again for sharing that, Tammy. So on the website, it states your mission is to promote and preserve the independence and dignity of the aging population. So how does the Tri-County Office on Aging accomplish this? Well, our history as an area agency on aging, at its core, we're about providing information assistance, helping to answer questions, helping people to link with resources, information, supports, and really at our core, that independence and dignity is about helping individuals live in their homes and in their communities safely and again, with independence. So we're really about helping older adults uh, connect with the resources that will help them essentially avoid nursing facility stay or or prolong it as long as possible. Because certainly there are some individuals who may have specific health needs that can only be met in uh, more of a facility setting. But what most people don't recognize or, or understand is that there are a lot of in-home supports that can be made available. And so we're about helping to connect those individuals as well as their family members and caregivers with the supports that are going to help that older adult stay at home. Yeah, and just even in that, uh, your mission statement, the independence and dignity, I think that's really powerful. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. So, uh, Tammy, we're going to be sure to list the information about Tri-County Office on Aging under the episode narrative for today's Teddy Talks podcast. So, according to the Social Security Administration, they consider anyone who is 65 years or older as elderly. What age span does your organization cover? 
That's a great question. Um, most of our services are actually targeted for individuals age 60 and older, and that's through the Older Americans Act, which is federal legislation that created the structure and uh, the funding streams for area agencies on aging. We have a few programs that are um, 55 and older, and that includes what we call kinship care. So it might be an older adult, often a grandparent, an older aunt or uncle, who is um, providing the care for a minor child under the age of 18. But typically our services are geared towards 60 and older. We do work with some individuals younger than that who have um, physical disabilities. And that's a program called the My Choice Waiver Program. Again, that's um, with the, the overarching goal of helping individuals remain living independently at home um, rather than in a nursing facility. It's, yeah, and thanks for sharing that, Timmy. It's interesting because you mentioned uh, people who are 55 and older. I'm over 55, and I, you know, my friends, you know, around my age get depressed about it, and I'm thinking, are you kidding? I'm going to take advantage of this, um, all of this great opportunity to live in senior housing and everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> and great. then I, you know, and also as I'm preparing for this uh, show today, I started thinking about when I see the grandparents of today, they definitely do not look or act like my grandparents did. Um, and are you seeing that? It just seems like people, uh, you know, who we call elderly, you know, even sometimes I hear someone in the, you know, hear someone say someone who was 78 passed. And my first thought is, wow, they were so young. And I, I just find that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, longevity has changed. Uh, I think we personally, our individual perception of what old means definitely changes. Like when you're a little kid, <laughs> you think 40 is old, but, but we work with individuals here who are in their 80s and 90s and beyond. And we really hope and, and hopefully we're inspiring and encouraging and supporting them to stay as active and engaged as possible. As cliche as it sounds, that concept of use it or lose it is true physically, it's true mentally, it's true emotionally. So uh, yeah, we're, we definitely want to see our older adults staying active, and we do actually have programs designed to encourage that. That is awesome. So Tammy, what do you believe are the biggest misnomers or misinformation out there about our aging, our older population? What do you think people don't get or don't know? I think the number one thing people don't get is that concept of long-term care and what is available to me. What are my options as I age in terms of where am I going to live? What kind of care am I going to need? Um, so it really goes back to that mission. Um, we work closely with nursing facilities, nursing homes. You know, we recognize and understand their very important role in providing health care and support to older adults. But our underlying misconception in this country is that it's, quote unquote, inevitable that I'm going to end up in a nursing home or that my family will, quote unquote, put me in a nursing home. And we work hard every single day to, again, answer questions, provide resources, let folks know what the options are, and that it's in no way inevitable. 
Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So I recently read an article that life expectancy at birth for the total U.S. population was 77.8 years. But now due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there is a decline of one year from 78.8 in 2019. Do you have any thoughts on how the pandemic has impacted your clients in the Lansing Tri-County region? Oh, the impact of COVID has been immense for the older population. I think early on, um, there was a, a pretty common understanding that older adults were the most susceptible. Um, and I think some of that is because of, um, in some cases, pre-existing medical conditions, or they, they were more vulnerable um, health-wise to begin with. But we, so not only has the life expectancy expectancy dropped because of the mortality rate among older adults due to COVID. But the, the fact that one of the mitigating factors in keeping yourself safe was staying at home and not interacting with people, um, that was pretty devastating for a lot of folks emotionally as well, uh, especially folks who might be living at home alone um, they may have family close by, but they may not. And there were a lot of individuals who made, made personal choices, but also followed recommendations to not visit their older loved ones. And that, that was uh, you know, very, very difficult for a lot of people. So we did institute some programs to help uh, avoid or, or minimize that social isolation that the older adults were facing. But aside from the, the very real health impact and the higher mortality rates for our older adults, that social isolation issue was huge. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, so I know that one of your biggest programs that you offer there at the Tri-County Office on Aging is your Meals on Wheels program. Approximately how many people do you feed each week? I, it, it varies, and it has actually increased over um, the course of the pandemic. Um, I ooh, wish I had my numbers in front of me, and I, I apologize if this isn't fully accurate. Um, but generally, I believe we serve 1,200 to 1,300 individuals per week. Typically, pre-pandemic, we were delivering Monday through Friday, so an individual would get a hot meal and depending on their nutritional needs, possibly a cold meal for later in the day as well. Um, and then on the Friday deliveries, we would deliver uh, uh, some frozen meals, which would carry them through the weekend. Uh, for the pandemic, we did have to shift to weekly deliveries. And so we were bringing those five to seven meals uh, to the individual clients once a week, again, to minimize the contact uh, for the safety of the client as well as our volunteers. Um, but we substituted that personal contact with some friendly reassurance calls, meaning we had volunteers making phone calls to check in and say hi and make sure everybody was doing okay since we didn't have the face-to-face -face contact of our volunteers. Uh, but during the pandemic, our restrictions were eased a little bit, or criteria, I should say. And so uh, anyone over the age of 60 became eligible to receive a home-delivered meal, aka Meals on Wheels, um, and they did not have to document any specific nutritional risk. Uh, because again, we wanted to provide food in a way that was going to be safe, 
help minimize the need to go grocery shopping or to, to access or you know have to go out of their house to access those food supports. So our numbers increased substantially. Um, and I, I, I apologize, I wish I knew this number, off, um, but we were, we were over 1500 clients, I believe, at the wow. peak. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, you know, you mentioned the word uh, pot potential nutritional risk. So, you know, and as you're talking, and thanks again, Tammy, for sharing that information. Does somebody like me who's diabetic, um, and, and I'm a hor horrible diabetic for our listeners, uh, do, do you guys prepare the salt-free, sodium-free? Do, um, do you guys work on those kind of individual meals if they're requested? So what we do is we do have a registered dietitian on staff. And so because we are serving older adults, we do have a nutritional guidelines that are established by the federal government that we have to follow. And so all of our meals are, the goal is to make those as low sodium, you know, low fat, um, as healthy as possible in general for specific dietary needs um, there are some modifications that we do make. Um, we don't have a more of a, like a menu system per se, where you get to pick entree A, B, C, or D, but we do work with the individuals to make sure that the meals that they're receiving are going to meet those dietary restrictions. Um, we do have some alternate meals. So for example, uh, if the the designated entree for that day is a seafood. We do have what we call an alternate entree, which might be a, you know, a chicken filet or, or something. Um, so there is some flexibility in the menu in that capacity. We don't customize each individual meal, however, but they are designed to meet those dietary needs. Yeah, that is incredible. And thanks again, Tammy, for sharing that. Uh, you know, as we're talking, I started thinking about, um, you know, I, and I don't know your age, I'm not going to ask you to tell us, but I grew up in a time where um, I told you we hit, we do those hard hitting questions, but not in those personal questions. But I, um, you know, I'm always curious because in, you know, I'm 55. And when I grew up, you know, it wasn't a matter of whether you wanted to or not, but we grew up respecting the older generation, our grandparents and our elders. I don't see a lot of that today. And I'm curious, do you have any, uh, does the, does your office offer anything on how parents uh, can teach their children ways to be more respectful to the older generation? Well, it's a really important issue. Um, the, the concept of ageism in general is something that we pay a lot of attention to. We don't have specific programming um, on that topic per se. And, and I would say definitely nothing that's targeted to our younger population in general. What we do offer, and, and often in partnership with other community organizations, is we focus a lot on elder abuse prevention. Um, and people may think of abuse as the more physical aspects, either you know, violence, neglect, et cetera. But an issue that's critical to our older adult population is also financial exploitation and abuse. So we do offer um, prevention education workshops. Typically those are focused on, on the adults themselves, however, and not so much on the youth. Although it's an important topic and we want everybody to be aware of um, what, what abuse and neglect looks like, what financial exploitation is, what are individuals' rights as it relates to their own autonomy, as well as their, their assets and resources. So 
that's kind of the approach that we take um, in terms of how do we respect our elders? Well, we respect their needs, we respect their wishes, we respect their autonomy. Um, kind of on a related note, something that's very important that that overarching concept of independence that we were talking about is we have what we call a person-centered approach. We are not the expert on you, you are the expert on you. And so we always uh, work with you to provide options, let you know what resources are available, but we're never going to be telling you what you have to do. And so again, it's part of that overall education of you have the right to make decisions for yourself. Here's what's available. How can we help you achieve what you want? Yeah, you know, and Tammy, thank you. Uh, it, it sounds such a, like such a great approach. We're going to, again, make sure that your contact information is under the episode narrative. Uh, so our listeners, if they suspect that maybe a, uh, someone they know, their neighbor, or maybe their own family member is in a dire situation, that they could reach out to you for assistance. So we'll make sure that information is on there. Wonderful. So, thank you. Most certainly. So what do you like most about your job, Tammy? What motivates and drives you? Oh my gosh. Well, I, um, there are so many aspects of my job I love. Um, I, I have a very multifaceted job description. So me personally, I am um, out in the community. I'm attending meetings. I'm talking with community partners. I'm interacting with the public. I'm sharing information. I'm answering questions. I do a little fund development. So it means I'm helping to support my agency and make sure that we're continuing to build the capacity to meet the needs in the community. Um, but overall, I'm working for an agency that is doing such critical, important, and literally life-saving work that it, it's in and of itself is rewarding just to be affiliated and, and supporting the Tri-County Office on Aging. Um, so every, every day I come to work is a little bit different. I get to work with older adults as part of our advisory council. Who are, they're, they're the voice of, of our local seniors, providing guidance to us about our programs and services. Um, but again, I get to meet with the community, the public, and I get to share information. There's so much information that's available. And it's, it's a classic case of you don't know what you don't know. And every, every new day that we face as, as we all are getting older, you know, we have carved new paths or we, uh, you know, find ourselves, ourselves in new situations and quote unquote, no one's ever been here before, right? Every day is a new day. So we're really about trying to help people um, get questions to the or excuse me, get answers to the questions they don't even know they have. Um, and again, so it's just, it's so rewarding to be able to help people and connect people with information and support. Yeah, you know, and I can say, I know you personally, so um, I always love your enthusiasm about what you do. And I think you're just an awesome example of uh, the team at the Tri-County Office on Aging. So thank well, you for doing that. You're welcome. So I always ask my guests this question. Tammy, who is someone you respect and admire? Who has inspired you? Wow, um, that, that's a great question. I always feel like I have a different answer <laughs> to that every time I'm asked. Um, today, I think um, this is, it's not 
a person, but it's a it's an image of a person. It's people who um, are not afraid to ask for help. People who recognize that needing help is a normal part of being human. And so I respect and honor people who are willing to ask those questions and to reach out to see uh, what might be available to them so they don't have to struggle alone. You know, Tammy, I hope that, you don't think that's a cop-out answer. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I'm beaming ear to ear here. You know, we're off camera, but it's probably honestly one of the most authentic answers I've ever got. And thank you so much. I agree 100% with you is, um, you know, that, um, you know, we got to have friends, right? And we got to be able to reach out right. to people in our time of trouble. And there's no shame in doing that. So thank you for that great reminder. So what is your number one piece of advice or your go-to piece of advice or a golden nugget that you share with others? Wow. Um, well, I never wanted to bite my tongue. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably has found a lot of advice. Maybe not all of it is as helpful as others, but um, you know, take care of yourself. Um, you know, know your limits. We can't all do it all. And I am, I am a horribly guilty person at not following that advice all the time. Um, do what you love is a, another huge piece of advice that I have. Um, you know, even in, whether it's in the work environment or in, in your family environment, you, you need to do things that are gonna keep you happy and fulfilled. Because otherwise, it's, it's just going to be a drain on you physically and mentally. Yeah, that's great advice. And I'm with you. I, you know, can always spout the great advice, but I don't ever follow my own advice. So, <laughs> so where do you think we're going to see Tammy in the next three years? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I... I honestly hope that I'm, I'm still here contributing uh, to the work of Tri-County Office on Aging and helping our older adults and their family members and caregivers. Um, I hope to stay active and engaged in the community. Uh, I have a, a term of office that I'm on that will be coming to an end in about a year and a half and I might might cycle out of that one, but that'll open new doors for me to, to support maybe other organizations or other uh, issues that are important to me. That is great. And we're excited to see where you're going to be. Um, so Tammy, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. We have to insert the sad clowns and sad music here. But I want to thank you again for joining me on Teddy Talks today. Oh, it has been my pleasure, Teddy. It's always great talking with you. And I so appreciate the opportunity to to plug Tri-County Office on Aging and let folks know uh, a little bit more about who we are and what we do. Yeah, and we're happy that you're plugging that, so thank you. Um, I have truly enjoyed our conversation and hope we will see you again on a future episode. You can find- I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You can find out more about Tammy in the Tri-County Office on Aging at teddytalks.com. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Teddy Talks. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking.